and welcome to episode six of the Clax Women for Indie podcast. And this week we've got a special coming from the big one, the Edinburgh March. What a fantastic day. We met all sorts of people on trains in the street and got chatting to lots of them. When we got on the train in Stirling, uh, we, we realised that the lovely Pilar Fernandez, who does a lot of interviewing for the indie movement, we realised we were on the same train. So we tweeted out, we're on the same train as Pilar. And she tweeted back, where are you? And then probably the most surreal tweet I've ever done in my life. We're in the first carriage just past the giant unicorn. So she came along, interviewed me. I must say I'm looking a bit like a windswept wild woman in the, on the footage, but then that is what I look like. And uh, we then interviewed her in return for the podcast, which is lovely. Music for this one was recorded on the way and from the rallies, including uh, one of my favourites, the lovely Pete Scally. Hope you enjoy. Teresa don't like it, this flag I wear. And we're here on the train with Pilar. Say hello to our listeners. Hello, hello everyone. How are you? And have you just come over for the march today, Pilar? Yes, yes, only for the march. Yes. I will, well, I think it's an important event. I think it's more important than ever with the current situation, with all the Brexit mess. So I think Scotland deserves better, okay? So I'm here to spread the word all over the world. Okay. It's fabulous. It's lovely to have you with us, Pilar. Enjoy the day. Okay, that's us at Holyrood now. So, impressions of the way down? Bigger I, than last year? I, I think, think so. So, so busy. Can't believe how busy it is. Yeah. And here we are, we're, what, an hour away from kickoff? Mm. Amazing. But <laughs> wherever you look, there is... I mean, we're probably outnumbering tourists about 10 to 1 at the minute. Yes, and those that are looking at us are wondering what we're doing. Yes. But I'm sure they'll find out. That's okay. <laughs> That's part of the point. Okay, hello, Callum. This is your second march. Second march, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and important, I think, uh, because I like to be on something that's uh, non-political. This feels really civic. Everybody from every background and everything like that. Otherwise, if it was one political party, I wouldn't be here. But because it's civic, uh, and I think it's really important right now that we do it. Um, just keep everyone honest. Know that there's a demand out there, and that this people aren't going to go away until we actually have some proper democracy. Um, and what's happening down south is just I think waking a few people up for the slight direction yeah. we're going in is pretty awful. So It's quite astonishing how um, they haven't moved on from 2014 down south though. it's the same arguments and the same discredited facts and they still don't know that this isn't just the SNP they, yeah. they don't know that this is all parties and none. Well I think that's deliberate, they, and certainly in the media they want to portray it as individuals and political parties because that helps them to keep a lid on things and they can make people be anti that person or anti that political party and not realise the big picture so that, I think that's very deliberate in the media um, and it probably comes from a, a different perspective as well that in, in England people think of nationalism as a kind of soil and blood thing whereas in Scotland it's about obtaining democracy so so we're here waiting for the the start what do you reckon bigger than last year it's hard, hard to, to say tell. it's hard to say because Holyrood Park is so big 
but you can get an awful lot of people in it and it doesn't look like an awful lot of people I think it'll tell when we start going out onto the street and up the high street it's going to have to thin out an awful lot more yeah. than this but yeah but it's really nice coming into the park seeing all the different flags seeing the big salt tires laid up on the hillside it just uh, stirs your heart hello this is your first march what's your name tell us where you're from why are you here my name's matt and uh, i'm from the south side of glasgow but i live in stewart now and i'm here because i want scotland to be independent <laughs> and we're we're here at uh, 20 to 2 we've still not moved so we don't know if we've reached the other end yet can you see you're very tall <laughs> well things haven't changed much over the last half hour from my vantage point but i guess it's a sheer volume of people all you can see just in any direction is blue yeah i know it's yeah, fantastic yeah <laughs> I don't know actually, yeah. I, I, kind of, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it so far. It's, it's yeah. really fun. Actually, I bumped, I into, I bumped into Joanna Cherry earlier on. Oh, I was like, oh that's awesome. I was going to get a sandwich in a sandwich shop and I was like, oh, that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your pals? What are they thinking about independence? Are you... So, most of my friends are in favour of, in fact, just about all of them are in favour of independence. Yeah. There's very few that aren't, which makes it quite difficult to judge what the people who don't want independence actually yeah. don't yeah. like about it. I know, I know a handful of people who, who aren't in favour of independence, but they don't want to really talk about it. You know, they kind of change the subject or they just run up the, the same old tried and tested methods that, you know, arguments that don't yeah. really pan out when they, they don't hold up scrutiny, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I, at my work then, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people from, uh, from like, that are European citizens that, that, that work there um, that aren't from the UK to begin with. So in 2014, then, the majority of them just said, oh no, I don't, I don't want Scotland to be independent, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now a lot more of them, and even a lot of people who are at my work that are from kind of other parts of the UK that, that don't, that they weren't in favour of independence before, are kind of moving over towards towards that. So there's a few guys in, in my office, for example, who weren't in favour of independence in 2014, who have said now that actually they, they would be in favour of it, which is great. That is great. And actually, we're hearing that a lot, aren't we? We yeah. are hearing that. That's great. Well, thank you for talking to us. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the march. I want to free my country, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to rock, going to roll, going to do it almost every day. The march left at one o'clock sharp, um, led out proudly by the uh, Sir Alba pipes and drums. And we actually started walking at two o'clock because that's how long it took to get the huge number of people funneled out of Holyrood Park and, and, and spread out along the road. We started walking at two. We reached the meadows about half past three, by which time the heavens had opened and it was quite muddy, but who cared? Everybody was just smiling, laughing, music, wonderful. We met up with um, our pals at the Yes Stones Cairn, which was absolutely huge this year. Every every single March, that cairn is bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're going to get to the point, I think, when everybody can go home with the stone, regardless of how many are there. I had been really looking forward to seeing Joanna Cherry's speech, but unfortunately, we didn't get to the park in time to hear that. Uh, but luckily, Somebody else had recorded it for us, so here's Joanna's speech in case you missed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much for such a lovely uh, reception. Um, 
I'm really incredibly proud to be asked to speak to you here today. It's amazing to see such a huge crowd of independent supporters in the middle of Scotland's capital city. And I, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming on this march today because your confidence that independence is coming is not just heartwarming, it's also inspirational. And I know that uh, as, well as, um, as, as well as marching in joyful celebration today, you people who are marching are also the people who chat the doors and have the conversations with your neighbours and your family and your workmates and friends. The conversations that are convincing more and more of our fellow Scots to see how our future together is better as an independent nation. So I know that as well as marching here today, you are the people who fundraise for the Yes Movement. And I know you are the people who do the groundwork for the Scottish National Party and the other pro-independence parties. And I know that you are the people who will make independence happen. So you should all be very proud of that and don't let anyone ever say otherwise to you. In the midst of this toxic mess that Britain's in at the moment with Brexit, it's really wonderful to see such a positive outpouring of self-belief. And it's very important that we never let the positivity that started during the Indie Ref in 2014, it's very important we never let that descend into the sort of acrimony that we see at the heart of British politics at the moment. And it's very important that we understand and know that abusing and threatening those with whom we disagree is not the way to go. And I know that you know that already. And I know, because you are part of the movement, I know that you know the way to win independence is by calm, rational argument. But equally, days like today, when those of you who are the foot soldiers of our movement get together are really important as well. And I want to say something about the independent Scotland that we aspire to create, because I think it's very important to say that it's going to be a very, very different place from Brexit Britain. And it, it's going to be an inclusive society and an egalitarian society where diversity is celebrated and immigrants are welcomed as new Scots. And it's going to be a fairer society where our pensioners get decent pensions that they've worked for all their lives. And it's going to be a fairer society where the burden of taxation falls on those best able to pay it. And it's also going to be a country that will lead the world in the, flight, in the fight for climate justice and the campaign for nuclear disarmament. But most of all, our independent Scotland will be at the heart of Europe, sitting at the top table. And we will not be like nationalists from England who want to be cantankerous on the sidelines, wishing for the British Empire to return, because that'll never happen.
Now, the message that the unionist parties want to give us is a negative message. And they want to say to people in Scotland, you can't do this and you can't do that. And of course, last week, a Liberal Democrat member of Parliament actually said to his constituents that he would rather they face the catastrophic damage of a no-deal Brexit than become an independent nation. But of course, we know that's nonsense. Because as we look across Europe, we see examples of small independent nations thriving and taking a seat at the top table alongside their larger neighbours. And nowhere do we see better the contrast between what Scotland is and what Scotland could be than when we look at the position of Ireland. A small, economically successful nation on the fringes of Western Europe that takes its seat at the top table in Europe and that dictates the EU's negotiating strategy while Scotland is ignored on the sidelines. But you know, the great thing, friends, is that Scotland hasn't been completely powerless in the struggle against Brexit. There have been some victories against the British government, and I've been very proud to be part of them. Those victories came by working with others. So when I worked with Andy Whiteman and went all the way to the Court of Justice to get the ruling that Article 50 could be unilaterally revoked, that was a defeat for the British government. And you know, we had to fight them the whole way and many commentators ignored or belittled our efforts, but we won through, we won at the end of the day. And equally, with the challenge to Boris Johnson's prorogation, that wasn't just my case. There were other SNP MPs, Labour MPs, Lib Dem and independent MPs who all joined together. But the SNP provided the leadership. And when we started that case to try and have the prorogation declared unlawful, legal commentators north and south of the border said that we would lose and media commentators were skeptical or just ignored us. And then when we lost at the first hurdle, they poured scorn on us. Then when we won before Scotland's Supreme Court, they belittled Scotland's Supreme Court and said surely that would be overturned in London. But we persevered and we won 11-0 in the United Kingdom Supreme Court. So, we won against all the might of the British government, such as it is these days, against all the odds, because we had conviction and self-belief. We knew that in an independent Scotland, with a written constitution, we would have a proper set of fair rules, not a ragtag of conventions and so-called gentlemanly agreements. And we kept going, we kept fighting, and we righted a wrong. And that has been news across the world, that Scottish politicians 
led the legal fight which forced the British Parliament to go back to work. And by God, do people across Europe now understand why Scotland wants to be an independent nation? So my message to you today is that independence is coming soon. In the current fog of British politics, it's hard just to see when and where the opportunity will arise. But it will arise, and we have to be ready for it. So my question to you today is, are you ready? I don't think they can hear you at the BBC. Are you ready? I don't think they can hear you at Westminster. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, my friends, you look pretty ready to me. So my message to you, to coin a famous phrase from another Liberal Democrat, is go back to your constituencies and prepare for independence. So finally, footsore and weary, we're back on the train heading back for Glackmallinshire, and this is what happened. Was anybody here at the Indy March? Yes! yes! No, no, me! Well, that was the train on the way back. Yes, we've got that. So we're just checking the reports in the news, and so far we've got STV showing half a dozen people trickling across a field. Over 200,000 we've heard from all under one banner. Hello, right. I'm sitting here with Shauna, who's actually one of the, the members of the Sir Alba Pipes and Band. What do you play, Shauna? I play the bagpipes. The bagpipes, and what was it like for you today? It was amazing. We had a front row that was um, mainly women for the first time since we played, and we put on false beards at one point, because the joke is that you have to have a beard to play in the front row. So it was really different and really important to me that it was female and and me. That's brilliant to hear that because we were so far back. We we saw you march past through the salt tower and then we never saw you again till the end. It must be quite hard though to walk and play at the same time. How do you manage that? Um, Not looking forward to the video because I'll be in the wrong foot and not starting on time and doing something wrong. But overall, just kind of try and focus on what you have to do and get there. And I don't think the crowd really notices because it just takes the overall. Clearly, you got your ticket. You hear the music, you don't notice what your feet yeah, are they doing. They're not really looking just at Just be that. warning you, Dave. Overlooking your ticket there. <laughs> My ticket there. How long has the Sarah Alba band been going now? 
Am I saying it right? Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Today we had some Prosecco with Sojin in it because it's one year since the idea came about. We played first of all in March at Lewis, Edinburgh's end of it until next year. I think it's made such a difference to the marches, having the band there. People seem to enjoy it. And you're really good as well to say. You're not together that often. It's incredibly good. We only had three practices. This is getting a bit raucous, this trade, aren't we near some of this? Thank you very much. That's lovely. Thank you. What's your name? I'm Stuart from Perth. Um, yeah. And were you at the Perth March as well? I was at the Perth March. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. just become friends through the marches? Through the march, yeah. They know each other yeah. And how do you think the atmosphere in Perth compared to here? Perth was brilliant. Perth was, brilliant. Perth was fab, the weather was great. Yep. But today in Edinburgh, um, yeah. all ages. We, we took a wee detour. Yeah, we got distracted. And what, the, strong liquor? No, 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 just whiskey. <laughs> and uh, we come out one hour later. And, and the march was still, still going, going on. on. So they're saying more than 200,000 were there. It's difficult if you're part of the parade to estimate, but there must be observers here, obviously. Well, I don't know how, because when we were coming in and you, there was people streaming out, going in the other directions, and obviously got to the park, had to look round and were going back to get their trains away. Yeah, exactly. So you never have everybody at the same time. That's the other thing, we're talking about different ethnic groups and everything like that, but there was all sorts, especially in the Perth march, I noticed. Folk from England, folk from Wales, folk yeah. from Ireland, yeah. all joining in. It's like the thing, I think, with, when you talk about nationalism, I think people think that it's about us, it's about Scots, it's about the Totally not that. It's completely opposite of that. It's about making sure that everybody's included. Yeah. Going away from this Brexit idea of stopping people coming. We need yeah. Is that if you live here, you're Scottish? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Whatever, wherever you came from. But the, the other thing I really liked today was that banner with the Celtic and Rangers together. And they had, it was, wasn't that good? There was about um, eight guys, well, maybe more even, because it was quite a big banner, and some of them were in the strip and the Rangers strip as well. And they were also going together. And whenever they went past, they got a great There's a movement cheer. in the clubs as well. Yeah. There's a movement in the clubs. I've been waiting on freedom, I've been waiting too long But their time is over, that's why I'm singing this song All under one banner, for over fear, man And forward as one, we're marching all over this land, oh yeah Well, that's the marching done for another year. Clack's Women for Independence have been at all of them this year. We've seen the numbers grow, we've seen the Yes Stones flourish. We've seen wonderful performances. We've heard fantastic speeches all over Scotland. My personal favourites, I think, were Galashiels and Campbelltown. Neither of them were areas that I had been to before, but also just because they were so pleased to see us. Um, people in the streets, people in the shops, people in the bars, local yes groups. They were just so welcoming and everybody's feeling part of the Yes movement, inclusive and welcoming, just as we aspire to be as a nation. So while we might be putting our marching shoes back in the box for a little while, um, it's entirely likely there'll be a general election any time, really. So we won't be putting our feet up just yet. If anybody wants to get in touch with us, um, you can get us on Twitter at ClaxWFI. You can get us on our Facebook account, which is Women for Independence, Clackmanninshire. 
Um, you can hear this podcast on IndieLive.radio, usually 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. You can catch previous episodes on the IndieLive.radio On Demand tab. And I see we've got our own tab now, which is, is really, really exciting. <laughs> um, you can also catch us on our Clax Women for Indie Podbean page. And if you um, like our Facebook page, then you will also get notified when there are meetings and things. We have a monthly meeting, usually on the first Monday of every month. And it's a, it's a warm, supportive, friendly, fun place for women to congregate, talk about politics, talk about current affairs, make plans, have dreams. It's a lovely environment to be in and Clack Manager women are very, very welcome to, uh, to join us. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm a Scottish rebel from head to toe But I gotta keep a rockin' everywhere I go Everybody join us for good company Bring your country back, be a Scottish rebel like me Feel free to dance Sending it clear. We're rising up, boy. Our time is here. We'll have a celebration, cause we're doing it our own way. And then we'll rock till we drop on Independence Day. Oh yeah, I'm a Scottish rebel from head to toe. But I gotta keep a rockin' everywhere I go. Everybody join us, we're good company. Play me country back. Be a Scottish rebel like me.